Welcome to another Moving Panels One-Shot. This is where my guest and I will discuss a single topic that we felt deserved a short conversation. Joining me today from all the way across the nation and above, um, he's in Alaska, it's Chad Smith. How are you, Chad? How's it going, Larry? It's, it's uh, kind of chilly up here, to be honest with you. It's already getting cool, man. Yeah, uh, we're we're in the middle of uh, fall with uh, some storms um, here on my end. This, this episode is probably going to get dated a good bit with the pandemic... And then DC Fandom came out and made a lot of announcements, and then Marvel starting to make a lot of announcements. We decided that we wanted to to do one about the comic book movies and television shows that we're excited to find out are coming, and those that are already made, we're just waiting for them to be released, those that are still in the works, and all of that. And see, Chad and I have known each other for close to two decades and yeah. we we have these conversations a lot when we talk <laughs> so so i figured hey i got a podcast why not use the podcast and record some of this yeah well we've only what written a few scripts uh, in the meantime yeah going oh, back yeah. and forth on on what they should do so you know <laughs> yeah uh we 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 always kind of get an idea of oh here's what they should do to lead to this or here's what they or and then we do get into the Here's what they should have done, which is, of course, the main part of my actual podcast, uh, the full-length episodes. <laughs> uh, but again, we've known each other for close to two decades, having these conversations, so we've been right in the, the heat of all of the superhero movie renaissance um, that kicked off right at the turn of the century. And so today we're going to look ahead over the next two years, because most of these are pro- projected between now, 2020, and 2022. Which, what a what a great time to be a comic book movie fan. Like, you just, there's no empty spot in your, in your you know, plate for the next couple of years. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But it is unfortunate in the sense of why it has occurred that way. Stuff just keeps getting pushed back, so... With that, do you want to just dive right into Wonder Woman, the the case of a movie getting pushed back for the last half a year now? Yeah, so pretty much the first uh, major, I guess you would say, victim of this pandemic was Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel. We had already been getting trailers. In fact, it was scheduled to come out my birthday weekend, and so I had already made plans that that is what we were going to go see. Luckily, as of right now... It is still scheduled to be released Christmas of 2020. In fact, Christmas Day is the release date right right now. But my question, and we can continue more with this, but my big question is, has the delay ruined the build for this movie? Uh, If other things had been coming out, I would argue yes. But because there's just a drought, and I think we're all so ready for to to go to the movies again and to see something i i don't know i mean maybe some of it's thunder stolen but it's not like it's opening against anything else uh you know you have had tenet a big blockbuster already kind of test the waters a little bit i don't i don't think that it's necessarily killed it maybe the merchandising part of it because the stuff's already been sitting in stores for six months at this point but who knows man well and and with that said like what about the because for me, a big thing was Kristen Wiig playing Cheetah and what she would look yeah. like as Cheetah. And of course, the longer right. this movie has taken to get released, the more has been revealed about what she would look like as Cheetah. So do you think that that kind of ruined something or 
are you still kind of excited to see how they pull it off? I, I think that did take a, a toll. I reference Thor Ragnarok a lot. Like that was a trailer that just blew an awesome portion of the movie because they told you the Hulk was going to be in it already. Mm-hmm. And so you you did have a little bit of a letdown because I just imagined seeing that movie and when Hulk comes out as a gladiator uh, get to fight against Thor, you would have been it would have been an amazing you know movie seat moment, and so you did lose that. And the first trailer that came out for 1984, uh, they did a really good job of hiding the evolution of Cheetah, and so uh, yeah, there's probably something lost on that. But they they really only gave you glimpses. You do know that it's going to go full Cheetah, mm-hmm. uh, not just kind of keep her in a cheetah like you know leopard pants outfit kind of thing but so you did lose a little bit of that but i don't know i think there's still a lot of movie to to look forward to yeah i'm still excited uh they're still they're still pretty good about they've kind of hidden the plot like we really have no clue what the plot of the movie is we don't know how Kristen wig becomes cheetah we don't know what their plan is with maxwell lord um, we really don't know how Steve Trevor comes back. Right. The one thing we do know is that Wonder Woman lied in Batman v Superman. That's the one thing we do know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has not been laying low for, for the yes. last hundred years. Yeah. That That's really the big plot hole that they've pointed out to me so far. As, and, you know, I mean, I say plot hole. Who knows? It's it's a comic book movie. You can retcon a ton of stuff. So so maybe they've come up with a good loophole, especially since, you know, it, it does have to lead into Flash. And they've already cats out of the bag as far as that being the beginning of the DCEU's uh, multiverse. So, you know, do they make it a multiverse thing a little bit? I don't know, but they're definitely playing with fire. They've already shown you that Chris Pine is back, which all for that. I like anything Chris Pine's doing, so that's great. But, uh, you know, they've got a lot of questions to answer. I just hope that the movie comes through for it. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. Um, I like, I mean, Wonder Woman worked in the first movie. Gal Gadot, Gadot, however you pronounce her last name, has played it perfectly. I think Kristen Wiig, even as a comedic actor, you know, from what we've seen, I think it's going to work for her. Yeah. My biggest thing about wanting to see it is that I also feel like this one grabs a little bit more to the old Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Yeah, which I don't think that's accidental at all. I think that's kind of cool, actually. But yeah, we'll just see how they do with it. I, I I don't know that Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot can pull that off. She's a very different Wonder Woman in that sense. I, I mean, the whole, you know, they changed the accent of the ladies on Themyscira because... Gal Gadot has an Israeli accent, so apparently yeah. all the Amazons kind of lean that direction, sort of thing. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, she seems a little more straight than kind of the not goofy. That's not the right term, but the, yeah, the Linda no, Carter, not, a little bit campy. I'm not talking about her performance. I'm just talking about the style of the movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. does look like they're taking what has worked from Aquaman and from Shazam and giving it just a yeah. little bit more, uh, making it a little bit lighter a little bit more color, uh, her big, you know, you're, you're talking about her not laying low, the giant gold eagle-looking <laughs> costume that she wears. Yeah, you with know, ejectable very, wings, apparently. Yeah, yeah very reminiscent Anyways. of some of the the really random costumes you would see Linda Carter wear in the series. So, uh, from just a 
stylistic view, you could make the case that this is almost what Batman Forever did. And you guys talked about that, you know, in an earlier podcast. So this is getting brighter, more colorful, maybe a little more comic book in that sense, instead of kind of the dark realism. But uh, Zack Snyder is still part of the program. Is he going to affect that? Do you see it you know, becoming the third act that's dark, just like with the first Wonder Woman? Um, you know what? There's a chance because I kind of get the impression that the scene we just talked about with the gold costume is the yeah. final battle. Um, and that right. is a little bit darker. But I think that with Snyder still maybe having his hand in there, it keeps it from going to Schumacher yeah. and being too cartoonish and being too campy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that that will help. Um, and it not go into that realm. Uh, and then, you know, having the same cast helps too. I mean, Schumacher not only came with a different style, he came with a different cast. So, this is true. Except Alfred. <laughs> you brought it up, so I think it's uh, good to 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 move into the Flash solo movie. Although I have a hard time right now calling it a Flash solo movie because it literally sounds like every other DC character is going to be in this movie. Right. So right now, that is scheduled not to be released until 2022. That looks like the next big movie that will come that is connected to what has already been established as the DCEU. Right. Because even if they do plan a Shazam sequel, Shazam hasn't really been established as being in the same universe. They did have the little Superman tease in the post credit scene. Yeah, the post-credit yeah. scene. Couldn't remember if it was at the end or in the middle. <laughs> but they haven't really established that it is, in fact, in the same universe. Uh, so this looks like this is the big one. Like you said, it looks like it's introducing the multiverse. We know that because there are rumors. Nothing, I don't think, has been confirmed. But there are rumors that Michael Keaton might be returning to play an older Batman. I could be wrong, but I, th I thought at Fandom they did confirm that, that they were having those characters return so I, I again i could be wrong i could be it could be wishful thinking but i'm pretty sure at the very least ben affleck is signed on right now i don't okay. know about michael yeah. keaton yeah and that was the other one ben affleck signing on as well of course a lot of people are wondering does this mean that ben affleck is going to continue on as the batman for the dceu because we also know that robert pattinson which we'll probably talk about this movie later in this episode robert pattinson is now going to be Batman, but that is a different universe. Although, if you are introducing the multiverse, is this DC? Right. Is this DC's way of going? Okay, we're going to switch out this character. We're going to bring in that character. We're going to, you know, kind of like what CW just did a few months ago with their Crisis, where they went, okay, so yeah. we've got Supergirl is in a different universe. Let's bring her in. And Black Lightning's never been connected, so let's bring him in. And then let's acknowledge that the shows that are on HBO Max or DC Universe, whatever you want to say, that they exist. And so yeah. they kind of brought it. So do you think this is the movie's way of doing the same thing? Oh, it certainly gives you you know carte blanche to just kind of tie in however you want to justify uh, uh, any other characters. I would be surprised if we don't see Robert Pattinson in some way, shape or form. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to have some you know, half hour role in this or anything, but I, I think he will also be in the movie. I think that you're going to see kind of a lot of loose ends tied up. I think they're going to try to explain some of the shortcomings of justice league there. 
uh, you know, there, there, it could be, and I hate to compare because, but I am with the MCU. This seems like they're trying to have their Captain America Civil War moment where you are making a much bigger movie than just the title or character. And so it, it gives you a lot more ammunition to, to set up a future. And I hope that's what they're doing. I hope that this isn't a one and done flashpoint movie kind of thing. I hope they're really going to use it as a catalyst for movies moving forward. Cause that makes sense because they, I, I think that's part of the problem was they were trying to do what the MCU was doing uh, and when you're second coming of that, it's going to be difficult to do. The expectation for uh, BVS was so high. And then, you know, most people felt like it fell short of that. And, and it just drove everything down. Whereas if you can use this movie to set up different storylines that are very interesting and will get people to buy back in, I think it really could be the beginning of, of a great and different branch for the DCEU to use uh, and and separate themselves from the MCU. Yeah, and what I don't want to see is I don't want DC to go right back into the we've got to get the Justice League back. Right. I, if anything, I want this Flash movie to say, okay, look, here's, I mean, who doesn't want to see Jon Stewart as the Green Lantern? So how about letting this movie be like, here's Jon Stewart, so that way we can yeah. do a Green Lantern movie without having to go through all of the origin stuff. Or, yeah. you know, here's this character so that we can jump straight into their solo movie. Because I just think DC's doing so much better with the solo outings. You know, minus as much of a Superman fan as I am, minus Man of Steel. They're doing so much better with the solo outings than they have with any of the groupings like Batman v Superman and Justice right. League. Well, and I think this opens an interesting door in the sense that when you just introduce a new universe that's already built, you can kind of get away with that. Like, you don't have to do any world building there. It it gets introduced to you as it gets introduced to the character as this full world that is already in existence. Yeah. So it gives the writers an interesting tool. I think I just think there's a lot for them to play with there. I hope that they're going to use it well. So speaking of, at the end of CW's Crisis, now throughout Crisis, they acknowledged the old movies. They acknowledged Michael Keaton's Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they acknowledged that it, it existed. They implied, in my opinion, because Brandon Routh's Superman really was kind of a sequel to Christopher Reeve's Superman. So they really implied that that was Christopher Reeve's Superman as Brandon Routh. Right. And then, of course, you had at the very end, you had Ezra Miller's Flash meet Grant Gustin's Flash. Do yep. you think and how he gets that, his name? Yeah. That's what I love. <laughs> that's actually what's leading me to this. Yeah. So it was acknowledged at DC Fandom that Ezra Miller's, the DCEU's Flash, that he is never referred to as the Flash, and that his appearance on the CW's Crisis was him finding out his name is the Flash. So that we can jump straight into this movie, and he's already the Flash. (laughs) But, But with that being said, should any of the CW characters appear in this movie? 
I, I don't know. I I think that would be a, a hate that it has come to just comparing the MCU and all that kind of stuff. I think that would give them a, a, another thing to do that the MCU has not yet. Uh, you know, or, you never saw or any... wasn't good at it. Because they they did have some MCU characters appear on like the first season or two of Agents of Shield. I mean, Nick Fury. Uh, appeared. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Agents of Shield is the one um, exception to the rule. But I mean, in Daredevil, the the Netflix series, they kind of, sort of hinted at that. You yeah, know, there were heroes out there doing stuff, yeah. but. I mean, you could argue that that's not even the same universe, though, because it's not like Iron Man ever showed up at, uh, you to ask Daredevil for help or something. So uh, I don't know that you can make a strong case that those are together. But So I, I kind of think that it's an interesting, another way that the writers have an interesting tool they can play with here. So I, I'm glad that they did that. And I think they did it the safe way. You know, when you, it would have been a bigger deal and much riskier in my opinion, if they just brought those characters into uh, you know, a feature length film and brought question to is our flash, the real flash, that sort of thing. So if you do it the other way, if, if the movie flash goes to the, to TV, it's in my opinion, a safer move. The fans loved it. It lets you move forward. So uh, I, it was a good play on their part. Yeah. I think they should be acknowledged. It could be like you were talking about with Pattinson's Batman. It could be that just as the multiverse is opening up, we get a glimpse of, oh, look, there's Grant Gustin's Flash. There's um, Melissa Benoit's Supergirl. And we just get the, the hint of it um, and not necessarily actually have any interaction. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Or doing it like they did in a Deadpool 2 with the X-Men just being on the other side of the door. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that could be fun. But yeah, no, I'm I'm probably more excited about this. My only hesitation with the Flash movie is that it'll feel too much like what CW just did with Crisis. Yeah. Because yeah. CW really, like, that was a huge miniseries. Yeah. And it really gave a lot of attention to the CW shows that they may not have originally had. So kind of to wrap up that thought, like you're more of the DC fan than I am. Does that loom large in your expectation for the flash? Like, do you feel like it may be overhypes it a little bit? Does it take away from it? Uh, how does that kind of that optic being included? How does it change your uh, excitement for the flash coming up? You know, honestly, it's, it's going to depend on what they, officially release as to what is happening because that was the thing with crisis as they announced you know that kevin conroy was going to play bruce wayne you know the guy who was the voice of bruce wayne for all the animated stuff that he would actually or batman he would play bruce wayne the the idea of bringing brandon routh back who already was in the cw shows playing the adam playing ray palmer he's now going to return to play superman to kind of finish off what he played back in, uh, was it 2003, 2006? I can't remember the exact year of Superman Returns. Um, Yeah, I can't remember either. And so there was a lot of excitement to that. And I will say some of this excitement is is there with Michael Keaton possibly returning. I'm not saying it's not really that big of a deal that Ben Affleck could return because we haven't seen another Batman since. But And they've already been in a movie together. Yeah. It's how much of 
how much of that do they bring in? I I have yet to see um, how it's going to change my excitement. The fact that it's not until 2022, it could be that Crisis is so far back in the past that I'm ready to see another bring a whole bunch of DC characters from various movies and whatnot together. So I'm excited about it. Okay. Another one that is kind of strange to me, and I don't see where it fits into its universe, Black Widow. I mean, this was obviously going to be a huge movie. And of course, you know, spoilers to anybody who hasn't, you know, come out and watched a TV in the last five years, but uh, she dies in the MCU. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So we're watching a, a clearly a look back show. Like, are you excited at all about this? Uh, why? I am. I, I think I agree with you that I think they waited too long to make it. You know, ever since Scarlett Johansson showed up in Iron Man 2 as the Black Widow. Right. I wanted to see a Black Widow movie. Now, albeit my original thought once once they headed towards the Avengers, I wanted to see a Black Widow Hawkeye movie where yeah. it was the two of them cuz clearly Avengers established that there was a there's a past with the two of them where they are buddy buddy. Right. You know, they trust each other with their lives. And I, so I wanted to see that. I wanted to see like their spy work and their working for shield or whatever. I wanted to see that. I'm not upset with seeing this one. I've got to admit the scenes where they're free falling and fighting at the same time. Those look amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm excited to see it, but at the same time, you kind of go, yeah, but what what happens after this movie? Right. It, I, I kind of, uh, honestly, while I'm looking forward to the movie, again, this is totally in my wheelhouse. Yes, Marvel probably has my money. I'll go see it, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it It is a weird enigma to me on both ends of it because you know the final chapter of the story. Uh, well, you say, you know, like, it's comic book stuff. They could resurrect or somehow who knows, but we do, we do have a Dr. Uh, Strange we, sequel to talk about, <laughs> but, but we're, we're getting up to this, uh, kind of thing, but you also, it almost makes fun and is getting too campy with her beginning. We've got an overweight David Harbor dad character and a mom fighting with her daughters at the dinner table and so instead of this uh you know red sparrow beginning that black widow has always sort of had in everybody's minds now you have this strange like okay wait a minute she has a family what does that mean she's the daughter of a captain America wannabe in Russia. Like, I, so I, I don't know. It's asking a lot of weird questions. It, I'm with you that it looks like an amazing movie. Uh, I just hope that they do the character justice as far as her place in the rest of the MCU. Yeah, of course, Marvel, although this is, this is Marvel. This is not before Marvel studios where, because your worry is, is this Avengers origin colon Black Widow? Um, <laughs> you know, like 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 the X Men origin. X Men origins, movie. yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, with the X Men origins, there was always the plan to oh, do boy. more, and the Wolverine right. one just didn't work. And so, yeah, that that's that's of course the one one thing you kind of hope that doesn't happen. 
you know, I, I know a lot of people are excited because the, I don't know if it has been confirmed, but there's the rumor I know that Robert Downey Jr. will play Tony one last time in mm-hmm. this one, um, since it is set in the past. Uh, right. So, so we'll see. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I really am. They've really just delayed that one a year. It was supposed to be the kickoff for the summer blockbusters this year, and now it's supposed to be the kickoff for next year. So, right. So continuing with, you know, I mentioned Doctor Strange and we had just had the conversation earlier in the episode about the Flash. So Marvel is thinking about bringing in multiverse and they're not even hiding it because it's in the title of the movie. (laughs) They are flat out calling it Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Um, which uh, they've, they've already got advertisements out for it or, you know, uh, visual advertisements, no trailers or anything. They've got like artwork, even though it's right now not scheduled to be released until March of 2022. Um, so I'm very curious about this one. Uh, this is probably going to tie into another conversation. I'm kind of curious how this ties in with actually two other things, how this ties in with WandaVision mm-hmm. and how this is going to tie into the Spider-Man 3, whatever they decide to call it, yep. movie. I'm very Because curious. it was confirmed that he's going, that uh, that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to play Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man movie and both of them if I'm not wrong both of them start filming this month I I know Doctor Strange does it but I think Spider-Man 3 if it hasn't already begun production was supposed to start around the same time yeah. so he'll be donning the uh I sure say Eye of Agamemnon but uh, that that kind of went away with the the glove I imagine but yeah, I I'm pretty excited about this one. I like the weirder side of the MCU, so I think this has a lot of promise. I think it's a great idea to go with Spider-Man to introduce it, since Into the Spider-Verse did so well and opened up that box in the MCU. I think so. Uh, there's already been industry rumors of a Spider-Woman movie being made within the spider gwen character uh so i'm i i think it's pretty cool i hope they introduce some more of that kind of stuff yeah i think we can kind of talk about both of these movies at the same time because i really do think they're going to be intertwined yeah um of course sony will is doing spider-man 3 whatever they decide to call it and marvel studios is doing the doctor strange but like chad said they've already confirmed that doctor strange will be in spider-man 3 and then there's apparently talks of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire even returning <laughs> for a a scene yeah. in Spider-Man 3. I honestly hope it's just talk. Well, you know... Just my I, personal opinion. I, I agree, but if they're going to do the multiverse, I think this would be a fun way, especially, tying this in too, if they're going to introduce the multiverse. And if the multiverse is going to tie into Spider-Man 3... And like you said, with Into the Spider-Verse having so much of a connection to that, do you bring in Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, even if it's just for a quick cameo or something, in order to explain the other news that has just come out, that Jamie Foxx is going to return to play the same character he played in the Andrew Garfield movie? From the same universe, even. So it's not... They, they confirmed that it's not just that he's playing Electro. It's this is the same Electro. So, uh, yeah, it's... I don't, Even though I don't apparently know. Apparently he's not going to be blue. 
because Jamie Foxx did right. say he doesn't get to, he won't be blue. Yeah, different costume. Yeah. Uh he did say that. But oh, uh, if we get to see the green and yellow costume, if he wears a freaking lightning mask that shoots <laughs> out in different directions. You're not a fan? No, that's, that's not going to work on I would film? like yeah. some I would like if they found a way to kind of get him into that green and yellow costume maybe without the mask and kind of yeah. hide it a little kind of the way they did in the first, the Spider-Man Homecoming, the way they did it with Shocker, and he had the the padded sleeves. Yeah. Um, you know, fi- finding a way to hide <laughs> the original costume into a newer right. version. I, I'm excited about all of those things. You know, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire being in one that could be fun. You could kind of get the glimpses like you do in uh, Into the Spider Verse. I honestly hope they put Chris Pine in a real Spider-Man costume and have him swing in for a minute uh i thought he did a great job in in that film but i don't know we'll see or nick cage bring in nick cage as the spider noir um heck bring him into the bring him into the flash movie as superman (laughs) oh my gosh anything to see nick cage come back in as a superhero (laughs) that would just be so much fun i'm not saying good i'm just saying fun oh for sure uh, here, here's a question tying all this back in. If they're going to introduce the multiverse, if we've got this Spider-Man three, do we introduce Madam Web? Ooh, I hadn't even thought about that. That I don't know. Is that one too far out there? I don't um, know. I mean, this 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 multiverse of madness sounds like it's going to go out there. Yeah, they are billing it as you know more on the horror side of things, so very well could be and. I mean, Marvel's trying to push the limits anyways. You you also have, you know, the Eternals coming. They've already yeah. said that they're going much more cosmic. They're and going cosmic for Phase stayed, 4. Yeah, Phase 4, whatever phase we're in now. But So to build on that, does the Multiverse of Madness, is that Marvel's way to bring, now that they've acquired Fox, is that their way to bring in mutants, to bring in the X-Men? Is that their way to bring in the Fantastic Four, since they're planning on going cosmic? Like, do they use the multiverse of madness? To, and I'm, I'm not saying the same actors. I'm not saying right. that Hugh Jackman shows back up at Wolverine. I'm not saying <laughs> that Michael B. Jordan is all of a sudden Johnny Storm, even though he was Killmonger. I'm not saying any of that because I do not want any of that. Uh, I want brand new actors. But is there, right. is this Marvel's way to bring them into the MCU? I don't think you have to. Uh, um, I think you've got enough bizarre things going on that you could say that mutants uh, started popping up due to exposure to, you know, there are aliens on our planet now. There's, you know, um, the Kree are, are involved. You know, there's all these other things that you have going on. The Eternals will be involved pretty soon. You but have enough catalysts that, that I don't and feel like you need to do that. Could you do that, though, and have the characters like Professor X and Magneto who it's clearly in their mythology, especially for Magneto, that they've existed for years. You know, Magneto, again, is a Holocaust survivor. Right. I don't know that you have to keep that. Uh, they've changed characters a little bit before. Uh, so do you have to stick with that? Not necessarily. You can still come up with Magneto, though, from uh, from the Captain America mythology. So, you know, we, we have a world war two that has existed in the MCU. So there, mm. there's still things you could do there. Well, true. Uh, and we can't uh, have Magneto. We can't have 
Magneto in, you know, 2022 being a Holocaust survivor um, <laughs> because he would be really old. He he also got frozen. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Are, are we ever going to see an X-Men in the MCU? I don't know. Uh, well, we already have. Hope We've so. got Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Well, that's problematic in and of itself because you have two Quicksilvers. So, you know, but what again, are you going to do there? I, I say that the Fox, though, stuff, that's a, a different universe. So that's what I'm saying. You don't have to connect there. That would be the one character from the X-Men movies that I would want to see come over because that version of Quicksilver was pretty epic. But... No, it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not against that either. All right, so let's lead this into some TV stuff. So to connect that, I, I mentioned WandaVision. Yep. So Netflix has, or not Netflix, Disney Plus has already released a trailer for WandaVision. And we clearly see that Vision is alive, even though, spoiler, he was killed in <laughs> um, Infinity War. We also know that this is loosely following comic storyline um, in which... Wanda has a mental breakdown and she uses her abilities to bend reality. And so the question is, is how will this, her messing with reality, how does that tie in with Doctor Strange and the opening of the multiverse? Uh, yeah, so is it, so is uh, Into the Multiverse of Madness, is that just Inception in the MCU? They just are <laughs> trying yeah. to rescue Wanda. I don't know. I, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I am not as excited for the TV serials involving MCU characters. I like the the Wanda character, even though they never call her Scarlet Witch. I like that character. I like um, her abilities. I think there's some fun stuff to explore there. I think the idea of a super powered being kind of losing touch with reality has a lot of interesting avenues. Clearly, that you can walk down, mm -hmm. but. I, I I guess I want to see more of it before I can really make up my yeah. mind whether I'm excited about it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, no. Um, and that's what I'm interested in too with these Disney Plus shows. And we don't have to talk about all of them, but you got WandaVision, you got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will continue the Captain America story. You've got Loki, which is another issue of multiverse, um, right? Because we know that this is the Loki from the past. Who got away yeah, and the, the unredeemed Loki? Yeah. yeah, which means he's still the villain Loki. So are we gonna <laughs> are we getting a show about a villain, or do we get to see him become the antihero? And so and and then they've even got an animated show, which is the What If, which is Marvel's little one shots that they did a, a while back in the comics. But right. again, when you're opening up the multiverse, uh, who's to say that these What Ifs can't find their connection? But Going back to WandaVision, in the comic books, the storyline they're using for WandaVision is the storyline that led to the House of M, which brings right. me back to, do we bring yeah. in the X-Men? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, if you're going to do a Marvel book line to bring in the X-Men, House of M is as good as it gets. Oh, yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite books. So that it could be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm interested. I, I'd like to see, like as we we alluded to earlier, Marvel hasn't been extremely successful with television shows. 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., even though it lasted for seven years, I believe, uh, on television, it just lost momentum. They disconnected it from the MCU and had it be its own thing, which Mm -hmm. worked and didn't work. Like, it worked so they could do their own storylines, but then it didn't work because you're like, no, Phil Coulson is supposed to be in these movies. And then, of course, he's killed in (laughs) Avengers, but... Then they bring him back for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And me, I'm watching now Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and watching the Avengers movies. And I'm going, you know what would really help the Avengers? Knowing that Phil Coulson is alive. Like, <laughs> right. I just want them to know he's alive. Um, and, of course, we didn't see Phil Coulson in the movies again until Captain Marvel. And that's a past version of him. Yep. In terms of the movies, Phil Coulson's still dead. And so there was that disconnect there. Um, then then there was that god-awful Inhumans, which was originally supposed to be a movie. Then they turned it into the television series, and it was yeah. Yeah. it was horrible. Um, yeah. Then we had this, this ray of hope, as we mentioned earlier, from Netflix's uh, Marvel Universe, <laughs> where we get Daredevil. They were we, great. Yeah, we yeah. get Daredevil, we get Luke Cage, we get Jessica Jones, we got a Iron Fist. <laughs> we didn't want him, but we got one. We got a great Punisher. Uh, we've got a we got a pretty good Defenders series, and then Disney just took all that away from us. Yeah, and with no indication that they were going to bring them back for the Disney Plus stuff or bring them into the MCU again. Marvel has not been able to work. In the movie, or in the television shows. <laughs> in the TV um, shows, yeah. Yeah, in the TV shows. So taking their movie characters and making TV shows now, the question is, will that work? I don't know. I, I, I mean, they obviously have more control over these because you know, they're not being made by a different entity. But I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll see. I, I think that they're both fairly low stakes. So... Who, who knows? Um, well, if if Sam Wilson is supposed to now be Captain America, and this show is supposed to be about him, you know, kind of taking on the mantle of Captain America, which is what I assume that's what this show is supposed to be, possibly even conflict between him and Bucky, the Winter Soldier, as to who really should be Captain America, would you be able to reintroduce them to the MCU? Uh, as Captain America, whoever ends up being Captain America, because then you would run into this problem, in my opinion. The you know average Joe fan who doesn't subscribe to Disney+, Plus, who's not watching these shows, and then all of a sudden you've got Sam Wilson as Captain America in the movies, even though we did see him get the shield at the end of Endgame. Right. You now have all of this story arc from the series... And now you've got the character back into the movies. Like, will that work? I think there's precedent for that in the sense that you could make the argument that going into Avengers Endgame, you had to watch 30 movies to get ready for it. And I don't think the average fan did. I think yeah. I think the average person had seen 10 to 15 of those movies. Uh, you know, the rest, you know, a super hardcore comic book people, of course, had seen all of them. But I think that was fairly rare. So I, I think Marvel has a precedent with being able to tell a story that both nods to the people who've seen the entire thing and to those who are a little behind. So I, I think they could still do it. If if anybody can pull it off, I do think it's Marvel. 
Um, I have more faith in them pulling that off than I would DC, and I'm, a, as you mentioned earlier, I'm a DC guy. Yeah. But I do think Marvel could pull it off. I know there's one more I want to talk about. Is there anything else you want to talk about? So, I don't think you can't not mention the Batman. So yeah. We've already touched on it just a hair, just talking about that that guy exists uh, when we were talking about the Flash, but... If you had to hold a gun to my head and say, what, which one of these are you most excited about? Which apparently you don't need to hold a gun to my head because I'll just <laughs> tell you. Uh, it would be the Batman. I've always been a sucker for Batman movies. It might be the fact that I was eight years old when Batman came out in 1989 and it, it could not have been huger. And I've been into Batman since then. I really am looking forward to Robert Pattinson's portrayal here. We were... We were told that the Chris Nolan Batman was supposed to be the most realistic in the real world variant we've seen of this. I think from what we've seen so far, granted, that's you know pretty limited, but I think that this one is even more grounded in the real world. This looks yeah. like a dude who has a ton of money and bought on-the-market military surplus stuff and fashioned it into his own Batman costume, and we're, it's supposed to be year two, right? I think that's what they kind of disgust at fandom that he he clearly has been batman for a little for while a this while. isn't just him kicking it off but it's still very early in batman's career that's something that hasn't been really explored on screen i think there's a lot to this story that that could go very well i like the take on on the villains they look very real worldish uh while still being comic booky but that whole face wrapped up in duct tape with the goggles that thing's terrifying to me <laughs> like there's there's just a lot there that, that looks cool which you mentioned the villain so my question to you about the batman because I, I agree i agree on everything you said um you know as much as people bash the casting of robert pattinson part of me goes back and go well you did the same thing about heath ledger and heath ledger was probably the greatest joker performance of all time and michael keaton yeah, michael, michael keaton, keaton was the yeah. same thing so um, so yeah, I don't casting. I'm going. You know, they, they had to have seen something. The trailer that came out, the I am Vengeance to replace the oh, I am yeah. Batman, was just great. But but going back to the villain. So the big question is among comic book people after seeing the trailer is, are they doing the Hush storyline? I hope so because the villain think... looks like you said <laughs> a a realistic in the real world version of what hush looks like from the comics yeah um there is the hint that there is possibly the joke the riddler excuse me the riddler tie-in right and so well imdb if so granted they've gotten stuff wrong before but if you look at their cast they actually have uh you know a name there for the riddler and for penguin so I, I i'm very excited about this and who knows i mean it could just be a small part leading you know kind of giving you the idea that moving forward he's gonna have to deal with these other characters so we don't know that they'll be a big part of this particular story but hush would be a great way to reset that mythology uh, and and starting you know from the beginning makes sense you you kind of get a clean slate a little bit we don't have all the baggage uh you mentioned the i am vengeance scene and not in a way that i'm just a huge fan of gratuitous violence or anything but i like that we're getting a young angry batman this is just something that just hasn't been on screen before it's always been the established guy he's the the 
detective that thinks everything through and the, the mastermind. And I guess in Batman Begins, we it was hinted at. You kind of you, you saw the the scene where he fights with Ra's al Ghul, and so there's that whole little bit of, of his youth. But I'm very much looking forward to this movie. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it as well. I I definitely want to I I want to see it. Uh, I'm not as big on Batman as you are, but and that, that's mainly too. You know, you talked about you know being eight when Michael Keaton played Batman, and then we get Batman Returns, we get Batman Forever, we get Batman and Robin, then we get Batman Begins, we get the Dark Knight, we get the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> we get Batman versus Superman, we get. Uh, <laughs> we, we, Justice, we get Justice League. League. We've seen a. We lot get two of, Justice Leagues apparently. Yes, yeah, we which got is the Snyder one we haven't even talked about, but potentially coming. Oh, we're not going to trust me. That would be a whole episode <laughs> on its own. Um, but you know, we even got Batman in Suicide Squad for a, a quick second. Yeah. So with me, I'm excited to see this Batman, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm over Batman. Since <laughs> since 1989, you know, 30 years ago, we have gotten I don't I didn't even count. We've gotten eight Batman movies. So you're talking about there's there's been a Batman movie roughly every four years. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of over Batman. Yeah, I could see that. But, I guess that's why I'm on the flip side of it. I'm excited that it's a reset that we're yeah. that we're taking a storyline we really haven't seen before. So true but we got a reset with batman begins so we've, <laughs> we've had we've had a reset which before. i was also excited about so yeah, <laughs> i'm just kidding it's just like but. it's kind of like uh i had a conversation with another friend of mine the other day it's like spider-man you know how many times can we kill uncle ben in the movies you know and even though this one is like you said year two he's been you know they're gonna show a scene that shows the waynes getting killed i mean they can't not do it so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we well, we even got it in the Batman versus Superman because we have to show it. We have to show the Waynes get murdered, even if we're gonna go yeah. to a forty-year-old Batman, you know. <laughs> so yeah, and I didn't even mention Gotham. We had a whole se- television series on Batman. So <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't really play a part in that till no, like the but, very very end, but. Yeah, but we we st- we still saw the the Waynes get killed. <laughs> All right, so I, I think we've we've covered this um, quite thoroughly. This will probably be a, a little bit of a longer one shot. Um, but as we've talked about, uh, you and I have had lengthy conversations dealing with this. So the one I want to kind of wrap up with is Black Panther. Um, we recently tragically lost uh, Chadwick Boseman to cancer out of the blue. And it had already been announced that there would be a Black Panther sequel. So with the MCU being such a connected universe, and even though we haven't had any movies to follow uh, since this event happened, how, in your opinion, you know, I'll give mine, but I'll let you go first. How do you think the MCU should continue with the Black Panther character? Oh, man. So I'm not sure that the MCU should continue with a Black Panther character. Uh, at the very least, I would say this is a, a definite no-no for a recast. I, you don't I give that character to somebody else. You you have to at least write, unfortunately, his demise and it being passed on somehow. I kind of wonder if 
they wrote themselves into a corner having destroyed the plant that causes it. Uh, if you remember, only one mm-hmm. was smuggled out by the mom that you know gave him the power back, all that kind of stuff. So with that mechanism for the Black Panther, uh, as we know him at the very least, gone, I don't know that you continue that character. Uh, I think clearly you have to continue Wakanda as a whole, but I think uh, moving forward, if, if nobody's asking me to write these movies, but if they did, uh, I would want to elevate uh, Shuri. Uh, I would want to to really give her a, a much more prominent role uh, with her use of technology, that kind of thing, and Wakanda as a whole kind of elevated with that, that you know she has to step up and take this mantle leadership um, without the power even. So I, which is a very interesting idea to me. I think that that would make for for a good movie. Uh, I don't think you can make Black Panther two with that, unfortunately. I think you have to do it in other projects in the Avengers, you know, kind of universe as a whole. So, um, yes, super sad to see that guy pass away. That was a huge loss. And, and I don't think anybody wants to see, uh, his shoes filled. I think it's, it, it honors him to, to kind of leave that suit and it's mythology alone at this point. And of course it's, it's been sheer speculation. You know, Marvel hasn't announced anything. You know, some people have questioned, you know, do you bring Michael B. Jordan back and have Killmonger? Because we, we see him we see him fall. We don't necessarily know what happened. Um, so there's always the chance that he survived and he was getting a little bit of redemption towards the end of the original Black Panther movie. So do you bring Killmonger back and do something where he becomes the new Black Panther? I... Again, as much as I would love to see Michael B. Jordan have a more significant part in yeah. either the MCU or even in DC, uh, if he could find a character there, because he's a fantastic actor. He couldn't play the Human Torch, but he's a fantastic actor. <laughs> I agree with you. That was that was my thought, is that Shuri uh, needs to step up. They have precedent. She did uh, take the mantle of the Black Panther for a short time in the comics. So right. they they do have something to go off of. Uh, I am totally in agreement with that. I didn't think about though, like you said, just not making it a Black Panther two. Instead, finding some way to bring it into another movie, which was the way they introduced Black Panther. I mean, he showed up in Civil War before right. there was a Black Panther movie. So I definitely could see that. I agree that they need to have where Chadwick Boseman's uh, T'Challa. I don't know how they'd handle it, but it's done off screen, you know, where something happened to him. Um, right. And we just get the, the aftermath of it. I don't want them to do as much as they've done it before, you know, with Carrie Fisher, with the star Wars movies and whatnot. I don't want to see a CGI. Oh, uh, yeah. Or even to take like they did in, in uh, rise of Skywalker to take footage from another movie or unused footage and splice it together uh, with a stand-in, and I, I don't want to yeah. see any of that. I, I think to, I mean, I didn't really like it that much with Carrie Fisher, but they had already established this storyline, and they had to continue the storyline, so I, I got it. But they've got enough time to come up with something else that I just really don't want to see them do that to Chadwick Boseman's legacy, um, to have yeah. him appear. Uh, we do know 
I don't think Marvel is planning on changing any of this. We do know that he will play Black Panther at least by voice one more time in the What If animated series that has been uh, announced. I had totally, yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah, that has been announced, so we we do know we'll get that. But again, that's a separate uh, universe. That's a you know, again, what if? So that really has no connection to it and all that. But but definitely a, a loss, not just for comic book fans, but uh, Chadwick Boseman just as an actor. Anything else? And then as we've discovered, as a person, yeah, was a it was a, a tragic loss for Hollywood for just the world in general. So I hate to end this really on a downside so if you you got anything to bring it up um we of course didn't talk about the eternals you mentioned it there's also thor love and thunder which is going to be a a real fun one (laughs) yeah yeah taika watiti back for that one so really looking forward to that unfortunately they've given us nothing to talk about with it so it's kind of hard to to try to bring that one in but uh we should see you know are they going to keep overweight thor or or is thor gonna take his off time with the the guardians to get back into shape yeah that's a good question that, that's a good question <laughs> um let's see what else uh there was something else that popped into my head that i just oh we've got uh, black adam uh the rock has been promoting more stuff about black adam we've seen casting about a Hawkman who will appear in black adam so we're getting a lot more with that but these are ones that again like chad mentioned earlier there's not a lot to talk about with these it's sheer speculation on a lot of these uh these are more just announced so lots of things coming down uh lots of things to talk about lots of things that makes this podcast host happy because it's just more things that i get to have episodes about (laughs) amen to that (laughs) so i appreciate you chad for having this conversation we uh we shall see what is to come and i look forward to talking with you on a full episode where we can just break down a single movie and just uh um, talk about our love and or hate for it yeah i mean who knew that we were sh- should have been recording our phone calls and putting them on the internet for the last like 20 years but yeah i guess I- <laughs> that's the way it is all right well thanks chad and uh thank you everybody for listening uh, if you've got any suggestions of stuff we should talk about or movies or television shows that we could discuss please email us at movingpanels at gmail.com. You could also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We are at Moving Panels on all of those. Uh, and, of course, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It's very helpful to keep this show going. Thank you for sitting with us on this extended edition of a Moving Panels one-shot. For Moving Panels, I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. <laughs>